Hello everyone, my name is Danielle DeVoe and welcome to On The Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, film and events listing on Midtown Radio. We want to begin by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee and neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, a a promise that continues to be left unfulfilled and we are grateful to be using this space this evening. This show will be live every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. and every week we are checking out a cool venue in town that is part of our local arts and culture scene. I'm here with my co-producer Derek Rydell, who's always on sound, working the working working the sound, working all the technical stuff that I don't understand. Derek, how are you over there? I am very good, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's always fun to be uh, in a in a in a fun location on a Thursday night. And tonight we are at the Adventures Guild Cafe in downtown Kitchener, which if you haven't been, um, it's full of current and retro board games, throwback video games, a wide variety of non-alcoholic and alcoholic drink options, food, and a welcoming environment for a fun ni- night out. Now, I, I board cafes have board, game cafes have really taken off. It's a great uh, way to get out of your house, which I know everyone's desperate to do in the in the post-pandemic days. And there really is infinite variety in terms of, of what you can play. Uh, do you have a favorite board game, Derek? I do. Uh, Star Wars Risk. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> yeah, Risk. Not Risk, but Star Wars Risk. Real Risk is too boring. It's real countries. Ugh, we know what happened with them. <laughs> I, you want? It's the game of galactic domination not just world domination but galactic domination (laughs) and we were we were just checking out some of the retro video games before favorite favorite childhood video game oh geez there's a lot of them we were talking about a few before the show started um you know what resident evil 2 Hmm. is a big favorite of mine probably my teenage years yeah not really a childhood video game no not really childhood if childhood i don't know there were a lot but what is childhood anyway (laughs) yeah um yeah shinobi we were talking about shinobi that was a good one golden axe that was classic we were all sega kids so Mm -hmm. yeah we are in our house. We're into the junior versions of all the games right now, um, except for Clue. My seven-year-old loves murder and loves mysteries, <laughs> and so she she wants to play the proper Clue, and she can read now, so she's basically able to do it, which is good. Um, and it is nice to be off of a junior game. We played. We were playing Monopoly Junior pretty regularly, and that one was always just like. Even though it's super fast because it's the junior version, it's not like a four-hour you like are mad at your grandma for a year right. game. It still is frustrating. We're mad at the four-year-old who would always wander off and we keep playing for her and she would win every time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it's, you know, if you're not familiar with, with the game cafe, you come, you, you pay a cover, $7, and you can play as long as you want, whatever you want, and it's a great night out. And there are, I have been here a few times recently, and there are definitely regular groups of gamers who come here and make this their second home and have a great time. Um, and you can overhear people explaining board game rules for really obscure games that, that you've never seen or heard of before. Uh, so it is kind of a fun spot to check out. I highly encourage you to check it out. 
getting into what you can expect for tonight, we have two local guests. In the first half of the show, we'll sit down with Logan Altman, a teen actor based here in KW, that he's has been on TV shows that you've definitely seen, um, and TVO Kids, CBC, and Nickelodeon. Um, and he's in a new movie about to come out. And then uh, in the second half of the show, we'll sit down with the co-owner of our venue tonight, Ryan Leond to talk about all that's happening at the Adventurers Guild and about how Ryan has recently become one of our newest and most exciting DJs on Midtown Radio. I heard someone say earlier today, best intro to a show on the station right now. So yeah, absolutely. he is the champion. We're also, of course, as always, going to have a bunch of local arts and culture listings um, for you so that you can plan out your weekend. There are, of course, a bunch of St. Patrick's Day events happening. Uh, there's a new play at the KW Little Theatre to check out. And there's the Queer Spring Fling Market at 44 Gockle. So stay tuned to find out more about all of those great happenings. But first, let's kick it off with some music. We are going to hear a new room from Friday Empire. Now, now, Friday Empire were guests on our show last season, and we talked to them about the creation of this track. And this weekend, they are going to be performing at Rich Uncle Tavern on Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Show you, I can blow you, blow your mind. 
It's gonna blow your just heard new room from friday empire and they are playing at the rich uncle tavern this friday at 7 30 p.m welcome back to on the scene on midtown radio my name is danielle devoe and we have a great show in store for you we're broadcasting live on location here at the adventurers guild in downtown kitchener over the next hour we'll be talking about local arts and culture events going on in kw and coming up shortly we'll be chatting with local teen actor logan altman as well as the owner of Adventures Guild, Ryan Leanders. Before we dive into our interview, Derek, ready to chat about some events. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So one event that uh, came to us uh, from uh, some of our uh, uh, film enthusiasts in the Midtown Radio family, uh, tomorrow is the your last chance to catch uh, films from Black Film Festival happening at the Princess Cinemas. Uh, so this is a, a partnership between the University of Waterloo and the Congress of Black Women. They've put on Black at Waterloo, Black Film Festival, a celebration of storytelling for and by Black creatives from March 15th until the 17th. So the festival has been showcasing the diversity and creativity of Black filmmaking from both political and musical documentaries to the telling of real black canadian narratives so tomorrow the last film uh, with the festival is brother and it is showing at the princess twin at 4 p.m and 7 p.m and we're actually going to have a film review of brother on our show next week uh, by one of the members of our midtown radio team ashe dalvi uh derek do you have an event i do it's a shameless promotion actually Mm -hmm. i'll be at uh the Jane Bond on Saturday. Um, I'm going to be doing a Depeche Mode spotlight. Uh, so Depeche Mode's one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, they just released a new album, and they're on tour, and they'll be in Toronto in April. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be jumping back, playing some of the old tracks. So if you're a fan of dark 80s synthy dance music, that who will isn't? be the, Who yeah, isn't? Absolutely. That'll be the place. I'll be playing uh, all their old stuff, the hits, Deep cuts, B-sides, remixes, bands that they were influenced by, bands that they influenced, and all the other fun retro retro songs. So, so I was at one of your DJ Saturday Night DJ nights. It yes, was you were. Um, uh, a, a couple weeks ago. It was was it '90s night? I it, think was on. It was and, the Family Day '90s night. And yeah. it oh that was a Sunday night then. So it was even worse than a Saturday <laughs> night. And it was packed there were so many people there dancing i couldn't tell if they had dressed like the 90s or if that's just how people dress these days a little bit um, of column a a little bit of column b yeah but at one point uh 
the 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 music cut out because someone bumped the 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 memory stick on the computer <laughs> and it seemed like it was intentional because it happened to be during a song that everyone likes to sing to and so the music cut and the crowd just kept the song going singing and it was like oh yeah that was really good he really got the crowd going and then we found out later that actually uh dj 88's uh, <laughs> yeah. memory stick had just popped out of the computer which perfectly was, timed which was a though. classic <laughs> moment in live dj history here uh, on the scene you never know what'll happen you never know what will happen so yes they're very fun those jane bond nights highly recommend uh, the last event we're going to quickly highlight before we get into our feature interview, uh, 44 Gockle Arts Hub is hosting a Queer Spring Fling Market put on by Midnight Earth Collective. Uh, and so this is a, a similar market to the Valentine's Day weekend uh, market that they held, which was ridiculously packed, very well received, very popular. So it's bringing 25 uh, or more than 25 um, to LGBT. TQIA artists and small businesses um, and it's uh, happening March uh, March 17th so Friday from 5 to 10 p.m. and Saturday March 18th from 12 to 5 p.m. so you can head down to 44 Gockle there's gift bags for the first 10 people there's an accessible entrance there's free entry um, but there's an option for donation to Spectrum Waterloo region at the door and of course, for more events, you can head to our website on thescenekw.ca and check out um, all of our local art and culture happenings this weekend from film, music, festivals, stage, and comedy. So our first guest tonight is Logan Altman. He is a young Canadian actor from right here in KW. After participating in musical theatre classes, he started acting professionally with a role in Odd Squad and his role as Gunter in CBC's Homeschooled. He was nominated for this role as Best Supporting Actor at the Toronto Web Series Festival, and Logan has be, can be seen in the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day as Eli Welch on Paramount+. Plus. Now, of course, this is the new Snow Day, a remake of that, um, I guess, now classic film. Um, and I actually, when I was in uh, university, a bunch of my friends had gone to high school in Wetaskiwin, and they filmed the original Snow Day there, and so they were extras, all extras in oh. the original Snow Day film. So, a little fun fact about my youth. Um, Logan also enjoys writing stories, with um, and has two stories published in Canadian anthologies. Logan, welcome to On the Scene. Hi, I'm really glad to be here. So, growing up in KW, um, I don't know how many people would imagine that it would be possible to be a working actor from such a young age. So, how did you get involved in acting? Well, uh, I really started doing some commercials when I was around four or five years old. But uh, I didn't really like that part of the performing aspect. Um, and I wanted to try film and TV. So um, when I got a little older, um, I decided to go into film and TV. I tried some theater, but it wasn't really for me. So I decided to fully commit to film and TV. And so far, it's been pretty good. Yeah, theater, theater is a different, a different beast, certainly, yeah. than, than uh, film and television, where, you know, the, 
there's sort of more magic that can be made more easily with more technology. So um, you tried with theater. Were you in any local theater productions or projects before you kind of decided to move on into film, film and television? Uh, no, I was at some summer camps of uh, Drayton Entertainment, mm-hmm. but um, I decided not to uh, try to join any of their productions because I uh, wasn't really feeling that it was right for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that fit is so important. So do you remember, um, what do you remember? Well, I guess if you were, your first acting jobs were when you were four, maybe it's hard to remember, but you know, maybe your first sort of television acting job. What do you remember about that first job? Yeah, so that would be uh, Odd Squad. Mm-hmm. And, um, My kids are big fans of the yeah, show. <laughs> it was really, really overwhelming, especially since it was during COVID. Mm. And um, it was, um, it was obviously, there were a bunch of strict rules because of the pandemic and stuff, but it was really nice to be on a set and uh, see like a bunch of people like working together on a set to make the production come to life. Yeah, and the Odd Squad sets are pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. It must be a fun environment to really be able to, uh, uh, as an actor, to be able to play off of that environment. It was, yeah. Um, And so you recently, uh, you recently uh, uh, shot the film uh, Snow Day, the remake, uh, with Nickelodeon, um, and it's sort of turned into a musical movie. So what was that experience like? Yeah, so that was shot uh, at the beginning of 2022 in Montreal, and uh, it was really interesting to, you know, I had never gone uh, somewhere um, outside of, like, Toronto or anywhere of that to film. I, uh, You know, I'd never taken a plane to go somewhere to film. Um, it had either been for a vacation or something like that beforehand, so... Um, to be able to go somewhere uh, that I hadn't really been to that often to film something was a really, really interesting experience and uh, definitely was fun. So did you feel like a total A-lister boarding the plane going off to your acting job? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Um, Have you seen the original Snow Day? Yes, I have. I'm a really big fan of Chevy Chase. Yeah, so so you've seen everything he's been in? Yeah, almost everything, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so what was some, like, kind of your, your most memorable filming moment? Uh, well, <laughs> it probably was when uh, they got someone, uh, they got like a drone to film the drone shots, and I'd never seen that type of shot be done before, and um, it w- even though I wasn't involved in the shot, it was still really, really stressful to watch because uh, the shot involved a snowplow running over um, a snowbank, and that, uh, you know, they would have to rebuild the snowbank and everything, especially since it was in a certain shape. So it was really stressful to watch uh, the snowbank. Like, you know, they only had one take. They, it would be too difficult to rebuild it. But luckily they got it in the take. So, Yeah, it's kind of, you know, when you see these kind of scenes of destruction, co- even comic destruction in yeah. movies, you kind of don't think through the, the, the logistical com- complexities of what if, that, what if that hadn't worked that one time that, what they, mm-hmm. that they did it. Um, do you have any um, uh, friends that you've met acting that you kind of stay in touch with that are your like acting buddies now? Yeah, definitely. Um, someone that I worked with on Snow Day, uh, Dominic Mariche. Um, we definitely uh, ha- uh, created a bond while we were working on Snow Day, and we definitely became good friends. And um, 
I, we've even supported each other in our work, and uh, I went to support his uh, movie that was showing at Princess and Apollo, so um, we've, def we've definitely become really good friends, yeah. And of course, you are a full-time student. You attend a regular, ordinary public school. How do you balance your acting with uh, going to school? Yeah, it was really difficult with snow day because I was away for so long from school, and especially since it was the last year of elementary school. And um, I had to do a bunch of things online, but it didn't really work because uh, not a lot of things were posted online. So uh, I had to get a tutor. Um, the production hired a tutor to um, like make up lessons and stuff and help me through the lessons that were posted. So that definitely helped. So your experience wasn't really that different from anyone's experience during the pandemic trying to do school. Yeah, but yeah. You, you, got, you got some extra help in the end, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it is a really nice thing about the industry now for child actors. I mean, there was a time when children were not really take, taken care of in the industry, yeah. where education wasn't really that much of a concern, particularly for, for, for talented young uh, actors. Um, but, you know, being a young person on, on a set, you, you always, did you always feel really well supported? And did, did you feel like there were a lot of people who were like, you know, making sure that they were accommodating, um, you know, not running you into the ground and your fatigue and your sort of other needs like was it overall a positive experience I guess yeah all my experiences on set so far have been really really positive uh, especially with the assistant directors always and director always making sure you have what you need and the tutors and the production in general always making sure you're feeling safe and comfortable and um you know, for example, with Snow Day, um, they were always making sure the cast had uh, hand warmers and boot warmers and all that, uh, especially since we were filming outside in the cold for most of the scenes. Mm -hmm. And you were, you were a big fan of the original Snow Day because yeah. you're a big fan of Chevy Chase. What, is there any other film that would be your dream remake film that you could, you could, you could be in? I don't know. Uh, this this one's probably not gonna never gonna happen because it's such a classic film, but probably super bad. Mm. See, I could do super bad remake could happen. I think De De Derek's nodding. He thinks that's a reasonable <laughs> sure, expectation for super bad to, to be. It was already kind of a, a, a like retroy kind of film, so it'd be fun to do like another a, a retake on the on the retro. Chevy Chase. What's your favorite Chevy Chase film? Is it Snow Day? Uh, no, probably. Um, one of the National Lampoon movies. I'm a really big fan of that series. Clark Griswold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your favorite Chevy Chase movie? Oh, geez. I, I really like Fletch. Hmm. I don't know if you know Fletch from the 80s. I, the, the book series is great. The series of books that it's based off is great. So Fletch mm -hmm. was always my favorite Chevy Chase. Nice. Um, so was it different? Was the musical aspect of the film kind of different or challenging for you? Um, yeah, a little bit, because uh, I, as I didn't continue with the theater, uh, it definitely challenged me with, uh, like, dancing scenes and all of that, especially uh, um, there was a big, uh, like, ensemble dancing scene uh, at the end, so there was a lot of pressure with that, and, um, and luckily I didn't have to do any singing, but uh, other than that, yeah, it was pretty good. So you would have been having stress nightmares if they'd have told you you had to do a sing a solo at the end of the Yeah, end of the probably. Movie. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that is a good point. A musical is much more like theater than standard film and television mm -hmm. is like theater. So um, um, certainly, did, did, you, did you enjoy the musical changes, like the, the change of Snow Day into a musical? Yeah, I definitely like that, especially since I'm not such a big fan of remakes that don't really change anything, especially since, you know, that's why they're remaking it. So um, I definitely think it's important to, uh, if you're remaking something, to make it your own. And the director, Michael, definitely made Snow Day his own, and um, I, it, it turned out to be really good. So... Uh, yeah, I think uh, it was definitely a worthwhile remake. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to Logan Altman starring in Superbad the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this this was your first feature film. Yeah. And um, did did you like television? Do you like? Do, are you hoping to go back to television? Are you hoping to stick with film? Yeah, I definitely hope I get to go back with television if if Homeschooled gets a second season. <laughs> um, uh, I do like film, but uh, television uh, is usually more uh, low budget, so it definitely feels, especially homeschooled was, so it definitely feels like there's more uh, co cooperation and um, more dependence among the crew members and the production, and it really feels more like a community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're filming sort of multiple episodes over a longer period of time, yeah, exactly, and you're sort yeah. of building a narrative. So, you know, as I guess I said in your intro, I, I think that most people wouldn't imagine that it would be that easy to be a working uh, uh, actor in KW, particularly a working child actor. So, you know, what advice do you have for other kids that are kind of interested in pursuing acting but not really sure where to start? I would definitely recommend anyone to try theater first and see if they like the acting aspect or if they're really more interested in like more of a performing aspect like with singing and dancing and all of that and um, if not then definitely continue with the acting and um, really just try it out you don't uh, have to get an agent right away uh, you can just try it out, and if you get a commercial or something and you enjoy it, then uh, it would be definitely a good idea to get an agent and continue with it, yeah. So where did your desire to be an actor come from? Well, as I said about the commercials, mm -hmm. um, I was uh, I, I kind of wanted to uh, continue with the performing because I was doing some modeling before I started with commercials as well uh, when I was around like five years old. And I really, really like the, um, like, people, like, seeing me everywhere. I know that it's a little egocentric, but, um, but I didn't really like the modeling so much. So I tried some commercials, and I really liked, like, the filming aspect of it and all of that. And I, uh, yeah, I definitely, um, that's definitely what, what pushed me into acting, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you find it hard to memorize lines? Uh, not really. That always came naturally for me. And um, I feel like uh, if I'm not focusing on it, then it definitely makes it easier for me to memorize them if I just pretend like I'm on set performing them. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer kind of like everyday average people as your characters or do you prefer kind of like a quirky character? I definitely prefer quirky characters, especially since I love working in the comedy genre way more, uh, especially, you know, with Homeschooled and Snow Day. My characters were really quirky. So um, that's I think that's definitely my niche and I hope to continue working with that. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, if our listeners want to keep track of what Logan Altman is up to, you can follow him on Instagram at Logie Drama, L-O-G-Y-D-R-A-M-A. And go check out the musical remake of Snow Day. Now, we are going to shift gears and we are going to listen to a quick song from Rachel Hickey, who has also been on the show. She's an amazing singer-songwriter from right here in the region. Um, and Rachel is getting ready to release her next single titled entitled High next week. So this will be her first original release since summer 2022. So keep an eye on her social media so that you don't miss that single release. And right now we are going to hear her song, Home. Hold my breath and I waste no time Cause no one's heart is as hard as mine And in the end I'm a page open Cause I leave nothing unwritten Rachel Hickey. You are listening to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. So let's get into our events listing for this weekend. In comedy, the Crazy Canuck has Paul Haywood 
Friday and Saturday. The Friday show is at 7.30, and then there are two shows on Saturday, 6.30 and 9 p.m. In festivals, uh, the the, there's an Irish festival happening throughout the city. I mean, and the, the, so the Irish Real Life Festival, um, you can check them out, irishreallifekw.com, and they have St. Patrick's Day events. They've had them all month and throughout the weekend, all over the place. So too many to list, uh, but uh, all of your favorite venues will have something um, St. Patrick's Day related happening. And of course, there's the Queer Spring Fling Market hosted by Midnight Earth Collective at 44 Gockle. That's from 5 to 10 on Friday and 12 to 5 on Saturday. Um, in film at the Apollo, you can see I Love Movies. Drunken Cinema presents The Leprechaun. Women Talking, Everything Ever All at Once, and Enter the Dragon. Um, a Princess Original, Return to Soul, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Brother, Everything Ever All at Once. Um, and the Princess Twin, Women Talking, The Quiet Girl, Living, Brother, Juniper, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Whale. And of course, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Whale, big, and Women Talking, big Oscar winners uh, from whenever that thing happened. Um, in music, on Friday night at Bobby O'Brien's, or Friday afternoon actually, because it's St. Patrick's Day, nothing's happening at night, it all starts <laughs> at like 11am. So Bobby O'Brien's starting at 2, Mighty Kin, uh, Katana Studios, St. Patrick's Night, um, Bass with Silent Sid, uh, Delphine and Denim at 10pm, uh, Churchill Arms, Kevin and the Burning Love Band uh, in the afternoon, and then the Thirsty Three at 8pm at the Jazz Room, Tim Moore and the Clefts of Moore uh, at 8pm, Rich Uncle Tavern, Friday Empire, the Registry Theater, the Registry Theater Morgan, Tony and Keith Mullins at 8pm, and then Saturday, March 18th at the Churchill Arms, you can hear the Boogie Boys at 8pm, the Duke of Wellington has Maria and Chris, Jane Bond, Music for the Masses, Depeche Mode Spotlight with DJ Good Doctor, who's sitting right here to my right, Jazz Room, Eliana Cuevos, uh, Women in Jazz Series at 8 p.m., uh, Rich Uncle Tavern, Tea for Two, Jack and Danica at 7.30, and the Yeti has DJ Nice. Um, and on the stage this weekend, the Kitchener-Waterloo Little Theatre has a production of Witches in the Woods on Saturday, 2 and 7, and on Sunday at 2 for a matinee. Now, that is your event listing for this weekend, and you can always head over to our website on thescenekw.ca to see what's coming up, or if you don't remember any of those things that I rambled off at, uh, to you. My second guest for the evening is the co-owner of the adventure... I apologize. My second guest for the evening is the owner of the Adventurers Guild Cafe in downtown Kitchener, where we have been live broadcasting all night long. He opened the Adventurers Guild in 2014. He had a co-owner at the time. Now he is a sole proprietor. Accurate. Um, and it is home to over 1,500 board games, which is a silly number of board games, really. <laughs> uh, video games and role-playing games. Ryan also recently launched his new Monday night metal show, Free Wizard Radio, on Midtown <laughs> Radio in February. Ryan, welcome to On the Scene. Why, thank you. Well met. Thanks for having me. So you, in 2014, were like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know what I should do with my life? I should open a game cafe. Take me through that 
I, I presume, lifelong dream achievement. Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. So, so there I was, wandering through the streets, wondering what to make of myself. Uh, and uh, long had I thought that uh, the movie Kick-Ass was really good. Um, and in that movie, there was like a burger joint and comic book place. And I thought, man, that would be absolutely sick. Like, imagine a cool nerd joint where you could just go in and have a burger. Maybe I should do that in KW. Could that work? Uh, and Greasy someone said, burgers all over the comic yeah, books. Yeah, exactly. And... So um, I decided against that. But that always kind of stuck in my brain. And I wanted to do something that was nerdy um, and interesting and smash it together. Um, and then I heard that uh, Snakes and Lattes was suddenly a thing in Toronto. Uh, and that there was this wonderful thing called a board game cafe, and I thought, wait a minute, I like all these things. Board game cat, board games, cafes. I could smash them together. I could add role-playing games because I'm a big D&D guy. I could take my massive retro video game collection and put that to use because Lord knows monetize nothing was happening it. with it. Monetize, <laughs> monetize, <laughs> That's monetize. Right. That's right. And so uh, I've always, I've always been obsessed with uh, trying to take a space um, and give people. The ability to, even for a split second, imagine that the world is a stranger, more interesting place. Not that it isn't, but I've always been uh, obsessed with situations where, for that brief moment, you're an adventurer. For that brief moment, you're an elf wandering into a strange tavern, meeting strange folk, and getting into weird adventures and telling weird stories. Um, and so my, my impetus has always been to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, what better place than uh, a... a kind of slightly medieval themed tavern filled with monsters and mayhem and uh, literally adventures in boxes waiting to be opened and explored. How many games did you start out with? Um, so we started with about 1,500. So that that's an old number. Ooh. We've actually got 3,000. Oh my goodness. How embarrassing. <laughs> that's, that's Where okay. is this information come? I'm firing my producer. That's, that's right. Girl fired. No, uh, I, I, I am probably uh, in dire need of updating the website, so mm. don't feel bad. And that was that yeah. your were those your fifteen hundred games? It wasn't. We actually got really lucky at the time, and there was a, a, a distributor based in Kitchener called the Cult of the New. Shout out Mouse if you're out there. Hope you're okay. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and they decided to close up shop, and they had um, a warehouse full of games, and they needed to get rid of them all. And I thought, well, it just so happens that I need all of those games, uh, and so gave me a great deal and started off with a hell of a collection and it's a lot of like rare stuff and out of print stuff so dare i say it we have probably the most interestingly curated collection in town there yeah, are yeah. there are so many games here i was ju i just looked past your shoulder there and i'm like there's a diehard game <laughs> like because it, it's so big the wall's so big and there's so many games you can't take them all in and then every once in a while one catches your eye and you're like oh wow look at that <laughs> Die Hard? Jaws? Die, die, is there a Jaws game? There's a Jaws game oh my. somewhere there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look out. It's just yeah. preposterous, the number of games, honestly. It is. Um, it's probably warmer in here than other venues because the, the, the insulating effect of the walls is <laughs> that's, covered, that's right. covered in games. I'm saving on heating. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, so, I mean, the the ambiance that you've created is is truly fantastic and fantastical. It's unlike oh, anything else. Can you walk me through some of the random things that you have up on the walls? Oh, man. How about um, my, my friend over there above the fireplace? Ah, uh, yes. Start there. The, uh, oh, the look at me when you do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Directional if you mics. Talk, if you talk about him, you have to, you have oh, to make you eye contact. You have to make eye angry. contact, it gets mad. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that is the Rancor, um, built to scale 
He, uh, I love him because he has a little bit of a smirk. Um, he's made out of paper mache and a lot of love. Uh, we got him uh, as a gift because uh, there was a local, uh, local. I don't think in the city anymore, but they used to put together these amazing Halloween uh, parties where they would spend the entire damn year getting ready for this party. So like the day after Halloween, they would tear everything down and start for the next year. And that year happened to be Star Wars versus Star Trek. So half the house was Star Wars, half the house was Star Trek. They had like a holodeck set up in one of the in one of the rooms with like a painted black and white grid. It was incredible. Um, and all this stuff is like literally to scale because they're super nerds. Bless their hearts. Uh, and they were just going to throw it out. And I said, can I just have that? And they said, of course. So we walked uh, a huge rancor head about maybe six blocks uh, and dropped it off above the mantle. And there it remains, mm. welcoming all who come Welcome, into the guild. Welcoming all guests. Threatening them, loving them. Just a little mischievous grin. Nothing nothing too too scary. I enjoy um, trying to remember my experience in the bathroom, the Pulp Fiction on the uh, walls. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, who, who, who came up with that? Is that, that a you? That was me. You, you nerd out? You're like, what would I like yeah. to see in the bathroom? <laughs> what would I like my patrons to see in the bathroom? As I urinate, I would like to gaze at the visage of wizards shooting lightning. And, you know, um, I have a huge collection of, like, silly, stupid paperback fantasy novels. Uh, and, you know, they're not torn off covers, I swear. They're just photocopies. I did not mm-hmm. deface these books. deface your books. I would never do such Defile a thing. Defile your books. Never. Um, but it's an interesting peeing experience. So should you need to pee, stare at some books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I was once in a bathroom in... Um, Vancouver where they were playing radio dramas like like vintage radio oh, right dramas on. and yeah. I thought that was a nice but you could only ever hear like a few seconds of your radio drama mm. but I think that's but still just a snippet it's all you need sometimes right. just to take you back um, you have nerdy drink uh, names um, do sure those do. come easily to you do oh, the staff yeah. help you with those or you this is just all your it's me. It's you. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> I, I mean, I've absorbed a lot of suggestions over the years, of course, but it's easy. Um, I realized that I wanted a, a, a gelatinous cube-based drink because the gelatinous cube is my favorite of the Dungeons & Dragons monsters. Um, and, you know, why wouldn't you want a slab of jello in your cocktail? Mm. It just kind of makes sense. It writes itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, so you're also a uh, – you also have a show on Midtown Radio – um, now there's a lot of great music on Midtown Radio and there are a lot of great shows how did you decide on you know the thrust of your show how did you decide <laughs> this is the thing that's missing in the local music scene and uh, this is what I will contribute I didn't choose a dungeon life the dungeon life chose me mm. it's just what I do um, I, uh, I toyed with the thought of doing like a metal show specifically um, cause, uh, and when I talked to you fine folks, you thought, yeah, great. We don't have anything like that on the show. That'd be perfect. That would, that would balance things out. I had a bit of adrenaline to the, to the, uh, to the programming. Um, but being a, a super nerd, a, an arch nerd, if you will, um, my love of metal is equal to my love of dungeon synth. Uh, and they're very interrelated. And so I thought I would do a show that kind of highlights the, uh, you know, the Venn diagram pushing together of, of all these weird elements mm-hmm. uh, into this one singular atmosphere of, uh, of adventure, exploration, and the dankest of dungeons. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a unique overlap. <laughs> that's right. right. 
but but it's there's a niche. scene there, very niche. But people, but people, but people love it. So, um, what has been the the most kind of uh, satisfying thing about you know? Because you what you had never had you ever ever had a radio show before? I had, but yeah. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten years ago, I did a show on CKMS uh, that was specifically a metal show. Um, so being able to, to sort of diversify and toy with running two genres at the same time, if related, was a fun challenge, mm-hmm. and hopefully it flows okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, it's it's a lot of fun. What has been what's been some of the highlights from your? You've only been going since February. True. But you've still got a lot of steam, a lot of momentum. What have been oh, some yeah. of your highlights? Oh man, um, I just love the improv aspect. I love being able to tell weird, stupid stories. Uh, uh, I enjoy playing a song that reminds me of a spell from like the from the D and D manual. And having to being able to like reach over and grab the actual book and then read it off and then make a roll to see what happens, I love just doing doing weird stuff like that. And it's been fun to sort of flex that uh, that improv muscle mm-hmm. again because it's been do, too long, far do, too long. Do dungeon masters ever do something like I'm going to play music along with being the dungeon? Like I know I do. Do you, do you <laughs> like soundtrack? That, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. That's great. I've got like my folder of fight music, folder <laughs> of like you know exploration music. It's a big deal. I, I find it really annoying when a, when a DM doesn't use music in the background because it's such a missed opportunity. But So it is an actual thing then? It is. Okay. It is. It is. Usually it's sort of like very low-key, um, ambient background music that's slightly orchestral, slightly epic. Um, but I always favor towards Dungeon Synth, which, which does those things, but it has much more of a darker, more sinister atmosphere. Um, it's much more like evocative of sort of like a dark age danger. Um, that I appreciate, and I think that's what D&D is all about. You want them to know that as a dungeon master, you are out there to kill their characters. That's right. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy, I'm gonna enjoy their lives for that brief, fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm their fan, but I also am going to kill. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's great about this show, and and also the the super fun venue that you have, is really, I mean, we talk a lot about cultural spaces on this program, and 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 sort of unique scenes and hidden scenes and and you've really been able to create a space for people to to gather um and 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 do their nerdy video their nerdy game things so <laughs> that's very um, kind yeah it's, but it's, it must be very satisfying for you to see like how how many people are actually being served by by this yeah. project yeah it's it's interesting since we've been going for about eight years now almost nine in july holy shit um it's been fascinating to sort of watch groups come and go, um, intertwine, get married, uh, form like long-lasting relationships that wouldn't be there if, if I hadn't done this. Um, and it's a very interesting thing uh, to sort of watch a community uh, grow and evolve and change. Beats meeting people on the internet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? Get out there into the real world and play a game <laughs> with someone about our not real world and right. then immerse yourself in that not real world. That's right. And then get to know each other and lifelong exactly. bonds. Exactly. Unless um, unless you're listening to Midtown Radio, ignore the internet and yeah, go outside. Yeah. Listen to the internet, yeah. but don't meet, don't interact with people. Exactly. Just, that's just, that's just, a dead end. Yeah. It's a dead technology. Yeah. Um, so uh, Derek and I were talking about our favorite games earlier. What's right what's your of of your three thousand? What is Ooh. your favorite game? <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, board game wise, I would probably have to say a game called Scythe. Uh, like a like a harvester scythe. Mm. It is this really cool game that exists because someone was inspired by this dude from Poland's paintings, 
um, which is a reimagined World War One, where these farming harvesting robots have been repurposed as engines of war, and they're overseeing peasants in the fields, and you're all playing these different um, nations fighting over Tesla's secret factory in the center of the map and trying to get there first and get the better technologies and upgrade your stuff. It's this really fascinating, cool, long game that's part Settlers of Catan and like resource gathering, part Game of Thrones, the board game, because the battle system is very similar, part Risk. Um, it's very, very cool, and uh, I can't get enough of it. Super good game. Recommend it. Um, Sounds complicated. Being around all these these games, have you ever thought, you know what, I'm going to make my own game like i'm gonna I'm <laughs> well i'm glad you asked Eric. As a, as a matter of fact i am uh i'm uh, i'm putting together a a battle of the bands game uh where you have different bands and different genres all competing uh for a crowd in the center uh and trying to pull meeples worth points towards your uh, towards your stage so. very cool yeah man very fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, and, and a li- last question: video game. Or how about favorite video game system? Ooh. Hmm. And then people get angry at you, and they're not going to come back to your place. No, I know. Like how how dare I you know. say that? Oh. oh well, I'm gonna have to say probably probably the Super Nintendo. Um, that is my jam. My very favorite game of all time is on the Super Nintendo. Chrono Trigger, a game about time travel with multiple endings. Where you save the world or lose the world in various ways. It's very, very cool. But uh, I feel like I spent most of my time on the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah. Just in life? In life, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the, 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 the most points in your life have yeah. been... 100%. Okay. Hours clocked, Super Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what about you two? Okay. Talking about the Master uh, System before, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think I think Sonic is my favorite game. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gotta go fast. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can there's a lot of games. Remember <laughs> Paperboy? <laughs> I yeah. loved Paperboy yeah. for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so satisfying. Yeah. It's so I, satisfying. Get it right in that mailbox, you know? <laughs> yes. Or if you're feeling a little aggressive and violent, you throw it through the window and you hit the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay well well, that was a fun nerd out i'm glad everybody (laughs) had a good time thank you um ryan is the owner of the adventures guild cafe and if you have not been here that's ridiculous (laughs) you should probably get your friends together and come down because it is it's such a like great homey environment it's just like sitting around your dining room table or in your living room and three thousand games i mean Surely there is something that you will find engaging and fun <laughs> to play, and they will they will give you recommendations. I we sure seen will. Them dragging people around here, getting games for them. So sure will. Uh, don't be intimidated. Um, Ryan, thanks so much for hanging out with us and for letting us uh, be here tonight. Anytime, anytime, man. Got your back. So that was, of course, Ryan Land, the uh, owner of the Adventures Guild Cafe in downtown Kitchener. Um, and also, that is the site for our show tonight. Now we're going to go to another song. Uh, this is one of my favorite local musicians who doesn't exactly live here anymore, but I still call her a local girl. Uh, this is Janice Jolie, Here I Am.
stand, here I stand, here I stand. Total command, total command, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got a plan, I got a plan. Gotta spit the truth, gotta be fearless, gotta fight to survive, find joy in my life. Gotta spit the truth, gotta be fearless, gotta fight. Here I am. Here I stand. Here I stand. Here I stand. Total command. Total command. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got a plan. I got a plan. This is a song about taking up space when you've been taught your whole life to be small and quiet. This is a song about placing myself in the center under the lights downstage in the center. Well, hi. was Here I Am from Janis Jolie. That is the lead single off of Janis Jolie's new album, Ancestor Song. And she is holding an album release concert next weekend on Saturday, March 25th at the Registry Theatre. Now, just to remind you of some of our events this weekend, um, you know, it is St. Patrick's Day. Actually, Derek, have you ever been to Ezra Street? Never. No. Never. Never. No, I've never been to Ezra Street. Never even walked I, down it on you know a normal what? summer day. I've never gone out for St. Patrick's Day. <gasps> never gone out for St. Patrick's Day. Never wore green on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. No. Never done it. Controversial. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Never gone out on St. Patrick's Day. That is... That, that is, I, I mean, I gasped audibly, not really into my microphone because I was looking at you and then the producer motioned to me that I need to speak into <laughs> the microphone, not in, just into the abyss. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I... I've never gone really hard on St. Patrick's Day. I used to go to Descendants. Have you ever had green beer? I have not had green beer. I've never had green beer. Then I guess I haven't really gone hard. (laughs) Yeah. So I've definitively have never gone hard on St. Patrick's Day because I have never um, partaken of a green beer. Yeah. Is it truly St. Patrick's Day unless you've had like really crappy green beer? See, I guess not. Well, yes. But, well, so, and also my ancestry's Acadian, so I do really like, like, you know, a fiddle and a foot stomp and kind of like a good old <laughs> Celtic-style band. I can, I mean, right. I can really get down for that. <laughs> so um, I am partial to the, the kinds of music and, and festivities and performances that happen around St. Patrick's Day. Um, but it, it has been hard post-pandemic to get back into the swing of things. Right. But there are a lot of venues with a lot of great music happening mm-hmm. throughout the day tomorrow. Um, so, you know, if, if you are itching, you can head uptown or downtown. You can walk in any direction, basically, and you're going to find an Irishman playing an instrument in a bar somewhere. Absolutely. Um, and I did warn some of my university students to stay away from Ezra. I was <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Be good. Be good. But the fences are up and hopefully everyone will be safe. So I think that is actually all the time we have uh, for On the Scene tonight. I want to thank our sponsor, the Uptown Waterloo BIA, for making this program possible. Um, And I'd also like to give a shout out to local jazz fusion band Top Pocket. We are using their song Wow as our new theme song this year, and it's uh, a lot of fun, uh, and it's a great way to start and end the show. On the Scene is, of course, produced by myself, usually not behind the microphone, Danielle DeVoe, um, and Derek Rydell, who you hear from all the time, our technician, and Allison Dijak, who is your usual host, but she's resting her voice tonight. And I want to give a special thanks to my guests, Logan Altman and Ryan Leond. Thanks to the Adventures Guild for hosting us tonight. It's, it's been so much fun and it is filling up, but there are tables available. So if you're listening and thinking, you're right, Danielle, I should go down there with my friends and play a game. There is still space. And in fact, the space that we are using this very moment will soon be vacated. So you can haul five of your closest friends down here and, and, and play a game. Tune in next week for another show highlighting all of the great arts and culture events happening around town. And of course, if you have events that you would like to submit to us, or if you want to get in touch in any way, uh, please reach out to us on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. Visit our website OnTheScenekW.ca or go to MidtownRadio.ca and MidtownRadioKW on Instagram and Twitter to see what's going on. We're con- Constantly feeding the internet beast with more information about events and happenings. Stay tuned to Midtown Radio, Radio because you're going to hear a new episode of Afro Nights with Digi Millennials, a great collection of music highlighting African talent and excellence with your host, Peter Pierce Alosia. Now, my name is Danielle DeVoe, and I will not see you next week for On the Scene because I am hoping that Alison Dijak will be back in action and ready to go. And now I am cruelly going to ask Derek to find a two-minute song to get us out of, out of, uh, out of our show. Okay. Can he do it? Under time pressure, can he find a song? What do you think? Well, we could just finish listening to... Uh Top Pocket by WOW. 
Oh, awesome. Okay, I'll stop talking over this uh, great song, and you can actually just hear it for yourselves. Thanks for listening tonight, guys, and uh, tune in next week.